Today's episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by the Breakfast Board. Breakfast. It's not just the most important meal of the day, it's also the first. Previously, on Little Bit Leave It. Hey everybody, welcome back to Little Bit Leave It the podcast where we talk Love Island UK in the USA. My name is Ben. With me, as always, Becca. Yes, I am always here. You are always here to talk about Love Island UK. Hell yeah. That's right. And we are in season six. We are going to talk about episode 10. We are also going to do a deep dive into what? We're going to do a deep dive into Becky with the good hair. Oh, this should be interesting. So I'm going to do my best. I've done a lot of research. And if I say anything stupid, well. (laughs) I'll forgive you. Write me nasty emails. I can take it. I'll forgive you. And if you're in the True Brits Society, of course, we could read one of those emails live here on our next episode. And... While we're taking care of administrative things, a quick reminder, all of our patrons, please vote in the March Madness polls that we've got going on. We've got the super duper March Madness special coming up this month for our patrons who are at the Do Bits Society level or True Brits Society level. Yeah, there's all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't give us your money, but you will anyway. That is correct. You have to listen to more of us. Although, I have to tell you that the spoils of love from the other day when I was editing it, I'm yeah. really fucking proud of myself. It was hilarious. So you should subscribe as a patron just to listen to me on spoils of love, that one episode that I really like. But they didn't come here to listen to us plug our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash little bit leave it. They came here to listen to us talk about Love Island. So let's do it. We are in episode 10. Let's do that. Where's my phone? You're sitting on it. (laughs) My God. My God. Save that for behind the scenes. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm going to cut it down and use it. So we are in season 10. No. We are in episode 10. You said it like three times. We're in episode 10, and it is night 10, and the drama of the suck and blow game carries a little bit over into this episode. Mike is a little bit annoyed with Shauna. Yeah, why did she come at him in the first place? Does she have lingering resentment? It could just be about that one incident with Kana with a G again, or as Mike postulates, maybe she just thought it was safe to choose him. Yeah, he said, oh, just to get in her big brother. But she also called him Uncle Mike, and I'm pretty sure she also called him Daddy. So who is this brother Uncle Daddy, and what is happening here? Yeah. Also, also, she's older than him. But uh, hold on. Wasn't wasn't Cornwall supposed to be kind of like the uh, Alabama? Yeah, the Alabama of... And I, look, I love Alabama. I'm just saying, I've been to Alabama many times. I'm, I'm going to retract that statement. Okay. I am retracting that statement. Isn't the brother-uncle-daddy place in the UK? Isn't that Cornwall? That's not where, you know, Mike is from London. You're going to have a lot of angry Cornholians writing us now. I don't think they're called Cornholians. But um, anyway, the main drama from this beginning segment, of course, is that Shauna is fed up. She does not like that 
she cannot have Callum to herself. Rebecca is on the scene and flirting hard. Yeah, Callum's pretty two-faced about this whole thing. I was surprised. Really? How so? Well, especially how the arc takes off. He's sitting there bad-mouthing Shauna to Rebecca. That's not cool. Yeah, that's really not cool. That's giving not cool at all. That certainly gives Rebecca an impression that Callum is uh, open to having his head turned. He gave a lot of mixed messages during that chat. And then a switch flips and he's talking to Shauna and he does a complete 180. Or as in this show, they would say he does a complete 360. Yes, definitely. Yeah, the conversation felt kind of stilted. You could definitely see how other people view them as not cozy. Other people being Rebecca. But they do make up and they kiss and smooch. That was not a good kiss. Shauna looked like she was trying to eat his face. And I know there was a playful element to it. And I know it was supposed to be cute and affectionate. But I didn't need to see that at the close-upness that I saw it. And then for him to wipe it off again. Like, I know it was probably all slurpy. But in the moment, like, looks so bad. Yeah. It looks so bad. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, the Shauna and Callum thing was so oof. And then, interestingly, we see Rebecca pull thinly. Oh, well, first, Paige and Rebecca are sitting together, and he comes over and gives Rebecca his jacket. And Paige makes out like she's not bothered, but come on, you know she's bothered. There's no way she's not bothered. And then Rebecca says to her, I'm stealing his jacket. I'm not stealing your man. And they have a good laugh over it. But that's exactly what a man stealer would say. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't trust that, Rebecca. You know, she and Finn do have a nice little chat, right? I, I think that Finn's head could be turned. I th- He is really enjoying himself. Yeah, she may not be trying to steal him, but he's on board. He's ready to be stolen, or that's the impression he's giving her. Oh, as, as she says a little bit later in the episode, she is definitely down. So then we get all the guys hanging out with Rebecca. Oh, did you get my home movies? Um, what? All the guys hanging out with Rebecca. Um, I'm still talking about the show. Well... That's the worst, Rebecca. For a long time, I was a guy's girl. And so I would so much rather be that Rebecca hanging out and laughing and making sex faces because duh, than sitting in the corner, like bitching and moaning. The guys are having so much more fun than the girls here. And I can't really tell. It looks like the girls are jealous of Rebecca, but they're also jealous of the guys, I think, and their camaraderie. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, Speaking of camaraderie, I was going to save this for spoils, but it has to be talked about the Callum Connor Mike massage chain. I missed that. How did you miss that? Wasn't paying attention to it. That is the most precious thing. These boys are so wholesome. I want to tuck them all in my pocket and take them home and line them up like little dolls. They're so cute. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Did you see Nas's sex face? It was pretty funny. It was the grimace emoji. The grimace emoji. Yeah, the one that's like sort of a smile, but it's teeth. I thought he was kind of like the, uh, almost like a Homer Simpson kind of face to it. I don't know. Mike looks into Rebecca's soul and sees a big barrier. But haha, joke's on you, Mike. She has no soul. (laughs) (laughs) And she has the same pink electric toothbrush as me, which I didn't have the last time we watched it, and I am cursed. Yep, there you go. Maybe... You have a little bit more in common with the worst Rebecca than you would like to admit. Well, like I said, I never sold myself as a great one. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll settle for adequate. 
I think you're a pretty good Rebecca. Thanks, babe. You're supposed to. So then we've got Paige pulling Finn aside. Good for them. But there did seem to be like there was a little distance, I think, at first, right? There was a little tension. I think neither of them were trying to put any cards on the table. They were both trying to play it close. They didn't want to hurt each other's feelings, but they were still both really guarded. And I do think there's still a little tension, but not as bad as when they first sat down. Because Finn's not wrong. It has only been a couple of days. Yeah, Rebecca should get to know everybody. He should get to know everybody. They're not married to one another. And she's hiding that she's hurt. She's obviously so hurt, but she's not taking it overboard like so many other people do on this show. She's not like flailing around calling Rebecca a C-word or laughing at her. That was a little uh, Katie from season two reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody should get to know each other. And that's really what Shaunice advises Rebecca, right? Shaunice and Jess encourage Rebecca to go for whomever uh, whomever her heart desires. So I rewatched it and it definitely looks like they're pointing her towards Finn. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. You think? Yeah. I thought that Shaunice thought that she was pushing Rebecca toward Callum. When I was watching it. Well, at first they were pushing her towards Callum. They said, oh, you should talk to Shauna. And she's, well, I don't even know if I want to go after Callum. So they said, oh, okay. And then she said, Kana is gorgeous. Oh, yeah, he's all gorgeous. Blah, blah, blah. And then she said, oh, but I had a really nice chat with Finn. And that's when Shaunice was like, well, you should definitely follow your heart then. Right. Like, it really sounded like Shaunice was trying to push Rebecca towards Finn. Well, that makes sense. Can we talk about Soko for a second? Yeah, so we see a little bit of Soko before goodnight kisses, right? Well, yeah, they have some goodnight kisses out on the daybed, and they're the most awkward little pecks I have ever seen. For two people who've spent so much time mooning over each other and chasing after each other, I don't even think we've seen them snog. We have not seen a good proper snog out of them. Oh, listen to me. (laughs) I need to watch some other shows. (laughs) My brain is rotting. But yeah, they don't look like they're sexually into each other. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, those, those dirty dances were pretty good, right? Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're going to be connected at the groin. I think uh, for Have a couple ever, of those. You've never gotten a lap dance, a really good lap dance and then not slept with her? <laughs> <laughs> I've slept with every stripper that I've gotten a lap dance from. That's just so, how it's done, right? So one then? Yeah, I've only gotten the lap dance from one stripper. You're right. That is absolutely correct. So anyway. And then Nas jumps on them, which is so annoying. Oh yeah, Nas jumps on them. It's so inappropriate. He he needs to stop self-owning. You yeah. know, with between the grimace face and this, like Nas, just stop being like that and people girls will like you more. I don't know. I know you hate Nas. I don't hate him. I you, want him to be better. I want you, Nas 2.0. You just you like Nas, you just Hate his personality. Nas reloaded. You just hate his personality and you think he's not good looking, right? That's basically it, right? I've never said he's not good looking. I just said there's no like sex vibe. So you think he's good looking? He's better looking than Connor, but Connor is sexier. Hmm. Because of his hair or his teeth? (laughs) No, Connor's not hot because of the hair, teeth, nose problem. But Connor, should, that's a, but Connor has a little bit of swag to him, and Nas has, like, no swag. Nas feels like a beta male. And I'm not saying that in, like, a weird alt-right way. Like, Nas comes off as somebody who's very easily the less dominant one in the relationship. He comes off to me as a little bit desperate to be yeah, liked. Yeah, exactly. You know, desperate to be liked. 
But uh, yeah. and I want him to be better because he is likable. He's just one of those people. How many people have you known? I've known a lot of these people who are awesome, but they get in their own way. And either they act like a dick to you or they piss and moan about everything. And just like, dude, you have a good life and you're, you know, and you're cool. So just stop being a dick. I can sure. get two people that that specifically applies to, but there are obviously more. Sure. Sure. So we are now in day 11 of this summer of Love Island. Day 11. And okay, Connor with a G wakes up and what what's going on? Connor with a G wakes up. Oh, good morning, everybody. And then he specifically asked Shawnee if she slept well. And she was like, oh, yeah, I slept so well, actually, 100%. <laughs> That's then, a good Shawnee's impression. And then, oh, I forgot what he says back to her. They have this cute, flirty little exchange. And mm-hmm. when he walks away, you can see the look on Shawnee's face. Like, she's got fanny flutters. Fanny flutters, yep. Yeah, and it makes what happens at the end of this episode all the more painful. Yeah. It's not a spoiler if they've seen it, unless you're watching it alongside, which is your fault, not mine. Right, yeah. So then Jess delivers the news of Rebecca's interest in all those guys. Yeah, that was kind of sneaky, I thought. Right. Well, you know, nothing ever stays private in Love Island. That's true. Right? It always comes unless, out. Unless from the person it's about. Yes. Yeah, that is that is true. If your girl kissed another dude, you'll be the last to hear it. Yes, but everybody else will know within about 15 minutes. Yeah, it sounds like my friend group. We get to see Shauna's lip implants kind of moving all around her face a oh, bit. Oh, yeah. They're migrating. I have that in the fashion report, but yeah. And then a little bit of a girl's chat is going on, right? And Leanne maybe is not so into Mike. Nope. I didn't see it coming, and I also did. Because most of the time, she is sort of reserved towards him. And every now and then, she lights up and she opens up, and I feel like they have a nice time. But I, I think she's almost convinced herself not to like him. I just think Leanne is the classic example of the person on this type of reality show who is constantly talking about getting to know people but never actually gets to know anybody. Wow. Right? I can't really say anything to that. That was quite good. Well, that's that's why they pay us the big bucks for those cutting insights into the personalities of the uh, contestants on the show. So the girls chat, we got Leanne now having doubts about Mike and Paige. She decides to pull Finn aside. Yeah, she needs to up her game. She needs to slather on that factor 50 thick and not on his back, if you know what she means. Whoa. She said that, not me. Whoa. Yeah, she's ready. When in doubt, show him the bum. Come on, Paige. You know how to do this. So she tells him that uh, she really likes him, right? And then he feels reassured. Yeah, it was really cute, but he had to be led through the process. You can tell how much, even though they're only 18 months apart, I do feel that Paige is a lot more mature than him in some ways. Just having been on TV at age 14 and growing up trying to be in the music industry or being in the music industry. All of a sudden now I'm hearing her complain about the age in a different way. But I don't think it's because he's 20. Because a normal 22-year-old girl is not world-weary. Correct. I would think. So I don't think he only wanted reassurance from Paige, but I think she kind of made him lock it down. Are you interested? Yes or no? Well, he kind of made her lock it down, right? I think it was a little bit of both. I think they were playing you know, romance chicken for a few minutes there. Romance chicken. (laughs) Not to be confused with engagement chicken, which is something you actually bake out of a bird. No, what? I've never heard of engagement chicken. 
<laughs> that's because I'm not a traditional wifey. What I is don't... what is engagement chicken? There's a certain recipe for roast chicken, and it's said that if you you make the chicken for your boyfriend, he will propose. What? Yeah, it's you know like a hail mary. Trying to think back about if you ever made no. I don't Fuck! Think... I never made you anything. Yeah, you never made me chicken. You... No, I didn't need it. I've actually I don't think I've ever seen you operate an. No, I have seen you operate an oven. I've made muffins. I yeah, made I've good muffins. Yeah, I've seen you bake bake those spinach and banana muffins. Those are good. They're good. Yeah, they are good. I have seen you work the stove top as well. I can scramble an egg. Yeah. I'm not useless. I, I can make food hot, but that's the problem. I don't really enjoy the process, so I don't really cook. I just make food hot so I can eat it. And if I can eat it cold, I totally will. Yeah. That's kind of my uh, view on food. On, on making food, you know, at home. If somebody else cooks, I'll do the dishes. Okay. Isn't that how it's been working for the last 13 years? I do the dishes too sometimes, you know. Okay, are we going to have this fight now? Because this was supposed to be a bit. No, no, let's get back to the the episode. This was supposed to be a bit. So anyway, the rest of the day, it's really about all these different suitors that Rebecca has got. But first, Callum kind of takes himself out of the running. Yeah, don't forget that Shauna writes Callum a whole speech and she has to write it in Northern. I don't know what that means. I guess they have... Regional dialects. Come yeah. on. Yeah, you know. So is that like, oh my God, Anthony, I can't talk to you anymore because Damien doesn't want me to? Okay, sorry. Merry Christmas. Give my love to your mom. That sounds pretty good. That's pretty good Northern England, I think. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's, yeah. Callum takes himself out of the running. Like I said, he um, delivers that speech yeah shauna was worried he was going to open his mouth and nothing was going to come out but yeah well you know what they say empty brains full stomachs right (laughs) (laughs) empty minds full stomachs a broken heart that's right that's going to be our new slogan yeah we're using that that's from the last episode right or no it's from two episodes ago two episodes ago it's patented yeah don't steal it and then of course rebecca pulls kana with a G, and they get on pretty well, huh? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't hate it. Which is why I love, though, when they send Shawnice to interrupt. Yeah, that was really funny. Black bikini, sunglasses, fire. And she was so excited to be Dare, too. She was game. They did not have to twist her arm one bit. She was all about it, and she did a great job. I thought her hair looked a little flat, but she did look cool. It's just too bad she couldn't deliver once the actual conversation started. Oh my God. Man. I so wanted this for her. One of the problems is that a lot of these people are just not smart, right? I mean, I know we don't, we don't talk about it that much on this show. There are a couple people who are on Love Island UK who in other seasons who are extremely dumb. A lot of the people in this season, I have to say, this is one of the dumber seasons, right? Overall, the intellectual discourse level is pretty low. Yeah. And that's for saying for Love Island, that's kind of a lot. Like this is one of the dumber seasons of Love Island UK. Yeah, I can see why this is a boring season. Like there's a lot of little stuff. And like I said, it's very funny. Yeah. And it's very wholesome. Oh, I think this, this, they're so unintentionally funny, this cast, because they are not very bright. Like I said. Yeah. So Shanice is very awkward with kind of with a G. So yes, I'm sassy. So, do you like want kids in marriage and all that? <laughs> that was that was a wonderful segue. I just love doing Shani's impressions. So she goes right from sassy to uh, wifey. Yeah, wife and how many kids do you want? 
Well, um, and then later she tells the girls, oh, we got on to the subject of marriage and kids. Yeah. We, and I understand, you know, she's 25. She does want to be headed in a certain direction. And I get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a little awkward. That is classic Shawnice, right? Totally. Where she completely misrepresents the context of a conversation. So technically she's not lying, right? But she ain't right. But yeah, she it, ain't it is, right. It is not right. Other notable things on that 11th night, Leanne and Mike have an interesting little conversation. That's that's rough. You know, even though I have been building this case that Mike is a sociopath, I actually do feel for him a little bit in this episode. Yeah, I think he was being genuine with her. Yeah. And she won't even hug him. That's so messed up. She's been smooshing him in bed for a week and a half. Yeah, she's really pulling back. Mike can see it. This is not good, folks. Not good. Maybe Leanne is a sociopath and we never saw it coming. Maybe you're right. Wow. The tables have turned. My, how the turntables. Yes. But think about it. You know, she's been acting like she likes him, but she's turned it right off. She's very funny. She's charming. She's sexy, and she's just cut Mike right the fuck off. Yeah. You know who does not get cut off? Rebecca and Kana with a G. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, That is some smooth and flirty conversation. That ends with a bang. Well, not a bang. A cheeky snog. A very cheeky snog. And the look on Shawnee's face once again. Yeah. The best faces. Uh, We got to get a timestamp on that for the people like we do on those other face Shawnee's faces. Yeah, if I remember, I do. But otherwise, just go back and watch it. What the hell else are you doing? Go back and watch it You're listening to this. How exciting could your life be? Exactly. wait, Wait a second. No, hey. Anyway, the episode ends with a little bit of a preview. We've got Two Lukes! Here come the Lukes! Dun, 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 dun. Luke M and Luke T are in the house. Are they almost in the house? They look like wholesome young lads. Very wholesome young lads. One obviously a Justin Bieber impression. Impersonator. impersonator. That's what he does. That's what he does for a living. Yeah, a Justin Bieber impersonator. He's a Justin Bieber impersonator, and the other no, guy is a footballer. Oh, I was going to make up another silly job for him. Oh. But <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't think of one. Like a seahorse inseminator or something. <laughs> he's a seahorse inseminator. He's a, he's a what? A seahorse inseminator? <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. And Justin Bieber impersonator. Justin Bieber impersonator, seahorse inseminator. There's That's like the lyrics to a Beck song. Well, it does fit, although I'm not a Scientologist. Okay. That does it for our recap slash... Wrap up. Yeah, slash uh, all kinds of fun asides in there. Anyway, time to get to our sponsor. Today's episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by The Breakfast Board. You've been hearing a lot about other meals lately, but do any of them really compare to breakfast? No one has dinner for breakfast, but breakfast for dinner? Sign me up. Do diners and other family-style restaurants advertise that they serve lunch all day? Of course not. It's breakfast that people want all day. Maybe you already eat breakfast every day. If so, you're on the right path. 
But maybe it's time to consider upping your breakfast game. After all, a bigger breakfast is a better breakfast. Or start your breakfast before you go to bed with overnight oats. Spend your days researching, baking, and testing different muffin and breakfast bar recipes. Sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. There is a world of breakfast out there for you to explore. And you're an explorer, right? Yes, you are. In fact, you're a breakfast explorer. No, a breakfast adventurer. And there's no meal apart from breakfast that consistently delivers the thrills and nonstop action you're looking for when you sit down at your table. So the next time you hear someone, perhaps reading an advertisement on a podcast, talking up those other meals, ask yourself, who is this person? Do they have my best interests in mind? Who is bankrolling this slanderous campaign of hatred against breakfast? What is their ultimate agenda? Who are they working for? Breakfast. All those other meals suck bad. That was, uh, that was something. That was extreme. No, I'm hungry. I don't know if I want breakfast or lunch, though. Uh-oh. Maybe uh, it's time. Breakfast. Today you want <laughs> breakfast. I don't know. If I could put the best of breakfast and the best of lunch together. I don't have... even go there. Don't even go there. I'm going to start a food war. It is all breakfast today. All breakfast. I try to stay in my lane and in general, just be quiet and listen about topics that, that I have no lived experience of. Given the angle we take when watching this show and doing this podcast, I don't think we can just ignore Paige making jokes about Becky with the good hair. I don't think it's in any malice, but when she uses that term, Becky with the good hair, to describe a pretty girl named Rebecca with pretty hair, she's stripping it of a much deeper cultural context. Well, what is that? What is that context? So I have no idea if this is already something that our some of our listeners are well acquainted with. And I don't want to feel like I'm explaining people's lives to them. That being said, I do think there are a lot of people listening who are like me and don't have this experience, but might not have looked deeper at what this means. Okay. So this is for us. And if this is your experience in the world, if you are a black person, if you're a black woman and you think I missed something or you think I screwed something up, please email us or tweet at us if you want and let us know. Cool. Okay. I feel like I had to say that and I'm probably still really nervous because I want to do this justice. Right. Becky with the good hair. That phrase really came to the spotlight, I think, in 2017 when Beyonce released her Lemonade album. And the lyric is, he only want me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with the good hair. The surface illusion is the elevator incident from the 2014 Met Gala. There were allegations that Jay-Z was cheating on Beyonce. And so her sister Solange, in a fit of rage, attacked him in the elevator. That was pretty well publicized. Um, and there was a lot of speculation about who the other woman was. And so the song seemed to shed more light on that person, but it's not really about who it is. There's a lot of layers that go into this that are much more important than where Jay-Z got his dick wet. 
the woman he cheated with, allegedly, has long, straight hair that is beautiful by Eurocentric standards. Hair is a big deal in black culture. It's, it's, it's political, which it shouldn't be, but here we are. It's related not just to culture and beauty, but also straddling the line between blackness and the expectations of white society. Uh, there's, a, there's a divide between people who relax it or put in straight weaves or extensions versus wearing traditionally black styles or going fully natural. And so the writer Princess Jones said, for much of the black American experience, we have been encouraged to look as European as possible. So straightening our hair with chemicals or a hot comb was the only way a black woman could look, quote unquote, presentable for a long time. If you want it to be beautiful or have a good job, your hair better look as not black as possible. Chemicals and hot combs hurt. That's torture. And they're damaging to the scalp. So as I mentioned, it also becomes political. Many corporations, organizations, and institutions try to dictate appropriate hairstyles for black and other people of color. In 2017, the U.S. Army allowed dreadlocks for women, and that was a huge deal. And I think the Air Force just loosened up restrictions, too. That's a big deal for people to be allowed to wear their hair as their hair is. Can you imagine? No, I mean, it's, it's, it shouldn't be shocking, right? It, it shouldn't be shocking given everything we know about white supremacy and racism. It goes along with the idea that you're not allowed to just be yourself. So while black women are having their hair policed by their various careers and jobs, white women are wearing the same hairstyles and getting praise for being fashion forward. I mean, all I have to do is say Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian, and you know exactly what I mean. So a lot of these styles that we see on black women and men are protective of black hair. So Beyonce is singing about her black womanhood via her hair, which is curly in its natural state being rejected for someone more Eurocentrically pretty. Becky is a slang term for a basic white girl who is clueless about racial and social justice and her privilege in the world. According to Damon Young in The Root, her racial obliviousness can go from intentionally clueless to intentionally condescending. And the uber Becky is in the intro to Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back, which is funny because isn't the girl talking to Becky? The whole time? Yeah, that's right. Well, Becky, you're judged by the company you keep. Get new friends. So the friend goes, oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. But, you know, who understands these rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt. It's just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look. And then, like, it's a knife in my heart, like, even saying this, but it's made by a black man, so it's, she's just so black. And that makes me shudder every time, even though I know that, obviously, this is a Sir Mix-a-Lot song, and he can write what he wants. But the rest of the song... Yeah, the rest of the song is really uh, a celebration of black women. So the intro really implicates how much white women don't get it. I mean, it's deliberately confrontational, yes. the intro. And, you know, the fact that it did become a huge hit makes it all the more effective. 
Well, not to mention then how many white people sing that part of the song and they have no clue that it's about them. Yeah, absolutely. Right? How often have you gone into a bar or a party and there's a ton of white people going, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. And what? half those guys would, you know, be pissed at a girl if her butt got big. I'll tell you, you did hear that more, right? Was with Nicki Minaj's song, Anaconda, coming out a few years ago, right? Yeah, but I missed that one. I mean, I'm aware of its existence, but... Yeah, I wasn't exactly going out to the bars when that was popular. No, we were not going to the club. No. So in 2020, the book Surviving Becky's, Pedagogies for Deconstructing Whiteness and Gender, and I have to tell you, I have a master's degree and had to look up how to say pedagogies. So Surviving Becky's examined what its editor, education professor Cheryl E. Matthias, called the increasing phenomenon of Beckyism, the behaviors and rhetoric that Beckys engage in, which uphold whiteness at the expense of people of color's humanity, dignity, and expertise. To be slangier for a second, Becky is a younger Karen. Karens are more likely to be aggressively racially clueless or overbearing, and Beckys are more, like I said, intentionally condescending or intentionally oblivious. Karens are what happen when Beckys do not engage in projects of self-growth and self-awareness. Yes, a Becky unchecked grows into a Karen. So that's what I have. I hope it was good. I think it was good. I think that it is important to think about contestants on Love Island reflect broader things about race and racism and you know, we've seen Shawnice darkening her complexion with makeup. And oftentimes on the show, we do see fashions and hear slang terms that are appropriated from black culture, both in the UK and the United States. Right. And we see the white contestants using these things kind of divorced of their context. And I think it is important to talk about this stuff. So there's a Twitter account, Love Island Data. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Love Island Data. Whoop, whoop. And they analyzed the rates at which contestants of color got picked on the first episode of each season. Yep. And I had an inkling, but they basically proved that most of the non-white contestants do not get picked at all in the first round. Which is just nuts. To see it in front of you, it's something you know just from being a fan of the show, but to see the charts, that was uh, left an impression. Yeah, yeah. Now, I just don't get how nobody went for Marcel. I mean, he was in the Blazing Squad. Oh, where did you hear that? He doesn't tell that many people. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. That's a That sounds like a lie. And to be fair, I love on-screen Marcel. Yes, off-screen Marcel. Nah. Not a fan, but on-screen Marcel really had my heart. So anyway, that's it. So I think we got some really good... Culture shock. Yeah, you're getting a lot of me this episode. I feel like you've gotten more out of me this episode, like the past three combined. Now I got to put you to work, you know? Whoop. Okay, yeah, we had a lot of good slang this week, and four out of five of them were from Shauna. So first, get the hump. Get the hump. So that's one. What is that one? When Mike and Sophie were telling her, oh, you got to go speak to Callum. You got to go speak to Rebecca. You're going to have to talk to her eventually. Shauna says, no, I think I'm just going to get the hump, which means annoyed or irritated at being wronged. But it also, the hump is 
what happens to your back when you're being a sad sack and slouching. It's like a humpback. Like a humpback. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're slumping. You got a humpback. Yeah. So you got the hump. I like that one. Okay. And then you know the next one. Tony Blair. Yep. Yeah. So Tony Blair, Cockney rhyming slang for uh, having a mare, which is just having a bad time, right? Short for nightmare. Obviously not a literal nightmare. But did you know that Tony Blair can also be rhyming slang for hair or chair? So context counts. Context counts, as always. So then stush. Stush. Yeah. So Shauna asks Callum if maybe they can have a cuddle that night, which is a whole other thing. Why does she have to ask him for a cuddle? What have they been doing this whole time? He says, oh, maybe. And she says, oh, you're so stush. So I thought maybe she, she meant like stingy or, you know. Stuck up. Stuck up? Well, sort of stuck up. It means conceited or arrogant, uh, particularly in appearance, but for good reason. Ooh. So I feel like that's a lot of guys on Love Island. Yeah. That's like Chris Hughes when he first comes in. That's definitely, yeah, Chris Hughes stush. stush. Yeah. So then another one, Sean is in the beach hut talking about who else? Rebecca? Yep. I mean, he only had two choices. Right. She says, oh, she's just got my Billy Goat's gruff. And I Googled hard for this one. This one wasn't easy to find. But the only definition I could find was that it means that it's Cockney rhyming slang for muff. Oh, so got her kind of by the uh, pubic hair. Yeah. Hmm. But I only found that in one place. It was Urban Dictionary, which we all know is kind of the be-all, end-all of slang. If it's on Urban Dictionary, it's got to be true. Absolutely. And then finally, Paige tells Finn not to become a ball bagger. Yeah, what's that mean? Just someone who makes himself look stupid or makes himself look like a bellend, which was actually in the definition. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, which is another Love Island favorite. So yeah, that's Culture Shock. That's Culture Shock, so let's get to the... Fashion Report! The TNA Report! Take it away again! I know, this is, there's so much of me. So let's start with the negatives. We're going to work our way from the bottom to the top. Number one, the worst thing I saw this episode was Sean Neese's off-shoulder, poofy sleeve, crop top, green and white disaster. Sean Neese is usually one of my fashion icons, but this was a no, 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 no. You could also mention poor Shauna's lip fillers migrating. Ladies, settle for what the good Lord gave you and just rock your own lips. I don't know, you'd think they would be able to have some type of technology to keep your lip fillers in your lips. I don't know. And then questionable, I don't know how I felt about it, but I wanted to note Leanne's neon orange snake print dress. I thought that was a dress that happened. It certainly did. And then we saw another installment of Sophie's divorcee line. Really? Yeah, that long black duster coat she was wearing at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's right. With some little black number underneath. That's meant for answering the door and not having money for pizza. Yeah, I was I was that's wondering... A, can we come to another sort of arrangement kind of outfit? I don't know why Sophie insists on dressing like a cougar divorcee, but... And then, another question mark. Let's talk about Shauna's see-through lace pantsuit. She looks great in it, right? She looks banging, but I hate it. Until... Until I see you see Paige is wearing it too. Oh my gosh. And then I love it because I'm here for this Shauna and Paige sistermance, homance, the homance, the homance. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate, but I'm certainly going to use it. When I was a kid, we didn't care about calling people hoes. No, we weren't supposed to say it then either. But now we're grown ups and we can say whatever we want. 
And then finally, a man fashion that's not about Connor. I liked Finn's gray and black high tops. Cool, yeah. the night part. Those were cool. So that's all the things, Ben. What's it time for? It's time to rank the couples. You rank a couple, and you rank a couple, and you rank a couple. Actually, we should create a tier, a very high tier, above the true Brits society, where we will let people rank the couples. Maybe. Maybe it's like a one-time thing. Yeah, once per season of the show. So we limit it to maybe 25 people or something like that. You know what we could do is we can have them cast their votes and we'll weight those votes against our votes and that will decide. Or we'll read their rankings, maybe. I don't know. We'll decide. Maybe you will have a say and maybe you won't. Yeah. You'll you'll have to donate to find out. Maybe we'll let our four-year-old do eeny, meeny, miny, moe and we'll pick it that way. The winner of season six is Johnny. Johnny? He's not even on this season. Oh, man. Johnny has this way of just, like, sneaking in to Love Island. It is nuts. And to the rankings, it is just, man. I guess that's what money can buy, right? Yeah. So should we rank these? Let's think. Let's go bottom to top this week. Yeah, bottom to top. All right. In the very bottom, the worst couple. Oh, they're so disgusting. No, they're not. They're not disgusting. In the basement... They had a precipitous fall after an auspicious high five, and that would be... Mike and Leanne. Yeah. Good use of SAT words there. Yeah, here. And then uh, number six, Nas and Jess. Because they're there. They're there. Number five, we got Shawnee's all by her lonesome. Rising two spots, though. Yes, rising up the rankings. Because and- I did feel bad for her with Rebecca's giant kiss, and you know, she wasn't awful. It took a lot of guts for her to go grab Connor. It did. Connor, even if she totally muffed it. She did. She Billy Go Gruffed it. <laughs> okay. Right, smack dab in the middle, we got OG Connor and Sophie. Yeah, they're fine, except for their fake sad little kisses. And we saw about 30 seconds of them in this entire episode, and I think that's it. It was those little kisses, right? Bad kisses. And they did wake up holding hands, which was really sweet. I will give them that, but oh, those kisses are sad. I don't know. That's waking up holding hands. That's actually kind of nauseating. I don't know. Not in the beginning. I guess. Number three, we got the worst Rebecca and Kana with a G. Yeah, they do seem cute. They hit it off. Yeah, that was a hot kiss. Yeah, that was. Number two, Paige and Finley. Yeah, we were debating a bit between one and two. I think it's arguable either way. Yeah, but I, I think that number one, drum roll, please. Shauna and Callum, just because, yeah, they made up. Shauna manipulated Callum into going and making sure Rebecca would no longer be a threat. Actually, she wanted to make sure Rebecca forgot that he existed. That's correct. Which is a next level psycho girlfriend. Next level psycho. and. But Paige and Finn were my pick for number one, but... Now, they really had some tension, I think, this episode. And they resolved it, but... I agree with you now, hearing your explanation of it. Yeah. Shauna and Callum deserve the top spot. Yeah, Shauna really cracked that whip tonight. Master manipulator. All right. So we want to thank everybody for listening. You can get in touch with us. You can email us at littlebitleaveitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash littlebitleaveit. 
And if you are a Patreon subscriber, then you can stay tuned for Spoils of Love, the spoiler-filled after show immediately following this episode. Guess what, guys? I'm going to do another deep dive. Another deep dive in Spoils of Love? What is going on here? I promise. I promise Spooky Alcoholic Ghost Horse of Wales. And I think this is... is this and all I shall deliver, especially because it's a Christmas story and we're recording this right before Christmas. Yeah, we're recording this right before Christmas, but you're going to be listening to it in early March. I feel like I've gotten so much out of you this episode. Two different deep dives, a very good fashion report. This was a lot of content from you. I feel like... I'm not going to be getting much the next couple episodes. We'll see. I'm also homeschooling and working on a few other things. Yes. Yes. So in any event, we will talk to you next time. From Staten Island. To Love Island. Maybe the Dingo ate your baby. Are we just going to end it with a different stupid thing every time? Okay, then this one can stay. (laughs) Bye.